welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast, episode number 71, I believe, if I number these correctly, this should be episode 71. It is Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl day actually, February the 4th. I'm back with my co-host, Anti-Cool. What's going on, man? Nothing. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> this, this weekend from like Friday, because I, I worked Friday and Saturday, this might have been like the longest stretch of my life. Like every day just felt like it was in slow motion. I don't know how I made it this to this weekend, but I, I got here. I'm, I'm here. Um I missed the fights last night because Comcast is going to Comcast. So I woke up at 6 o'clock this morning <laughs> to watch all of the fights. Minus one that I skipped because, you know, time and I didn't really care about the fight anyway. So, but I'm here. We're, we're here. We're, we're going we're gonna to get the ball rolling. <laughs> um, as always, real quick, you guys can listen to the podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play iTunes, if you're on iTunes, please rate and subscribe on iTunes, and send emails and questions, concerns, all that good stuff to dojotalkpodcast at yahoo.com, and don't forget the Facebook group, uh, just search Dojo Talk Podcast, and you will see us there. Um, so, uh, I just remembered really... I'm angry. Alright, what's, what's, what's the anger? was... <laughs> 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 The stupid fight between the two YouTubers yesterday. Oh, see, all right. So I, you, when you sent me the link, I didn't click on it until way later. So was that a full like card? Yes. Okay. Because I, when I clicked on the link, I guess and, I clicked on it like way after it was done. I saw it was like two hours. I was like, I'm not. And I, who were the YouTubers? Who who even fought? This, uh, this dude named KSI and this other dude named Joe Keller. KSI no is a FIFA player slash, like, I think he got famous on YouTube for, like, FIFA and rapper. Like, if you go to his YouTube page, like, the first video is, like, a link to one of his, like, videos for, um, for one of his songs. I don't know who Joe Weller is. Like, I think, I think they're both, like, famous UK YouTubers. But this one dude has, like, 17 million followers or subscribers or whatever. Uh, KSI, and he ended up winning. Um, but I was really upset because oh, 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 there was another fight on YouTube yesterday that uh, held a lot more, you know, steam behind it, I guess. Uh, and it was Gassier versus Dortigos in the, the World Boxing Super Series Cruiserweight semifinals. And um, I think that one peaked at like 5,000 views. <laughs> Live, I should say, live. Um, KSI versus Joe Weller peaked at 
I want to say, because they both streamed them on their both of their YouTube channels. I want to say it peaked live at like one and a quarter million people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then I, w- I went back later, like a, a couple hours later, because I'm like, I wonder how many people end up watching it afterwards. And it's like 4.6 million people tuned in for that freaking fight. Man. <laughs> Did you watch it? No. Uh, uh, I mean, I wanted to, but. You didn't want to contribute I, to the numbers. Yeah, like, fuck them. <laughs> I mean, I can look it up now because, and that's just on the one guy's channel because they streamed on their each of their channels. So like, now it's at fifteen million. Jesus. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. When you say imagine if any other fight had that type of build to it, because the the press conference itself has. 4.5 million views. There are UFC fighters who throughout their entire career would never get those numbers. Like, <laughs> all of their fights added together won't get those numbers. Dude, you can add up all the UFC fight pass cards and all their Facebook cards and they probably wouldn't be 14, 15 million people. <laughs> now let's see what Garcia versus Dortico's uh, ended up doing. 21,000. <laughs> oh, wait, this is, the under, this is the undercard. My bad, my bad. Let's, let's see, because they might have taken it down, which would be dumb, but what? that's something promoters tend to do. Yeah, they took it down, but... Uh, oh, yeah, this is, life ain't fair. Yes, you, want, you want to be a big, successful boxer, go, go start a YouTube channel. Yeah, you get famous on there first, throw on some gloves, I imagine they probably didn't train too much for this fight. Oh, no, they had they had professional guys go and help them. Yeah, but how long did they really train? Like, I mean, probably a few nope. weeks. I, I want. <laughs> I'm just. They sold out the Copper Box Arena. If you don't know, that was the site of where the um the 2012 Olympic Games for boxing were. It's like 7,500 people. Oh man. Well, put that uh that fight in the rafters. <laughs> right, right next to a, you could put a picture of a, a you have your picture of AJ up there winning gold at home. Nicola Adams, KSI. All right. <laughs> As you said, life life isn't fair. Um, yeah, that that sucks though. I mean, I I want to see I guess good on them for pulling you know. They pulled off a heist and they got people to buy in. So, but yeah, that's that's uh, YouTubers fighting. See, if I'm uh, if I'm Errol Spence, I go and fi- I-, I pick a fight with like PewDiePie. <laughs> just start calling him out. <laughs> show up at his house unannounced. Like, just go complete um, champ on him. That's weird, though, because how is it that, well, I, I can't really compare numbers because I don't know, because, you know, My, Mighty Mouse is a pretty big streamer. Well, not a YouTuber, but, I mean, he's on Twitch. They're, they're not the same, but a, a lot of people who are on Twitch are also on YouTube. But... Is he a big one? Because, like, I, I feel like I've heard, like, kind of, like, um, like, not uh contradictory things on that like he has a big subscriber count 
but he doesn't have like um like a big paid like paid following because like I, I think like Twitch, it's like you you can pay to follow or something like that. They have a, a donation, I believe, like little system thing you can do. Yeah, so I'm looking at it now, and it says, like, his followers is, like, 140,000 people. Oh, man. So KSI's probably, um, he's probably killing Mighty Mouse there. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> Gotta yeah, get those I'm, numbers up. I'm pretty sure Mighty Mouse's YouTube numbers aren't anything special either. Man. I wonder how much they got paid for that fight. Um, I guarantee you they made more than what Reebok is putting out. Yeah. Probably because they had sponsors. Oh, man. Yeah, they yeah they probably got paid a pretty good... They, they probably got a decent amount. Because you would imagine, you know, freak show fights bring in eyes, bring in viewers. So that, that probably got their pockets a little fatter. Yeah. That sucks if you're a boxer on the undercard of that fight. Well, I think there was just other YouTubers. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were fighting in the headgear. Who sanctioned this? <laughs> the B British Boxing Board of Commission or something. I don't know. Oh, you guys gotta do better. Nah, you got. They're, they're doing all right. They are doing all right. <laughs> you get all that money. Oh man. Um. So. <laughs> I guess that was a thing. Um. I'll, I'll let you handle the, the news and fights that happened and fights that didn't happen. Uh. This weekend. Uh, since I, I was kind of falling behind on news because I watched everything late. Um. Um, well, if you're listening to this, you probably already know that John Dotson versus Pedro Munoz was called off because Munoz came in overweight. Um, Munoz blamed his hotel. I, like He said like the, ser- like it, the services were shit or something like that, and that's why he came in like five pounds overweight. What? <laughs> I, I, I don't get it either. I didn't bother to sit there and like read his excuse. But like Williams is a dude who looks like he should be fighting at flyweight. Like he is a small bantam weight. Um so it, like the fact that he kinda blew one thirty five is really weird to me. hopefully it's just like a one time thing. Like hopefully maybe he was right in like I don't know, like, the person in the hotel room next to him kept him up all night just screaming at the top of their lungs. And he just couldn't get any sleep. And just, I don't know, that affected his weight cut. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, as for, uh, like, actual fight news, sad news off the top, Max Holloway injured out of UFC 222 title fight with Frankie Edgar. So... Uh, hopefully third time's a charm. Um, co- according to Edgar's Instagram, uh, he's still on the card. They're going to find him somebody to fight. Because um, he said, I'll see you guys March 3rd. Um, <clears throat> the only dudes available for him to fight would be Elkins and Ortega. And I'm assuming they're going to give him Ortega. Yeah, I was saying, to me, Ortega is literally, to me, the only fight that makes sense. Yeah. Like, if it's I, not Ortega, he might as well just not even fight. Yeah, so you know, hopefully that gets done and it's good because uh, the UFC was the, it came out that the UFC was targeting a rematch between TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt um, as the new headliner, and you know th- that would be a great fight, but uh, TJ immediately shot uh, shot it down. Um, 
said it made no sense. He wasn't anywhere near his camp. He lives in California. Uh, his camp is in California. He's currently living in Colorado. He just had a kid. He's spending time with his family. He's not training, and the card is in like four weeks, I think. Yeah, it was. It was literally four weeks. Uh, it was literally a month from yesterday, which is when the news broke. Um, and Cody Garbrandt's been very adamant on Twitter about uh, about TJ refusing to fight him, <laughs> and that's gone about as well as you can imagine. Um, yeah, yeah. I've I've saw some of those those angry Twitter fingers going off, and I mean I get it. You you want the fight, you want that rematch, but I mean you did kind of get floored. His his argument was he got saved by the bell. My argument is if you could have done that before, you know, ten seconds left in the round, why didn't you do it? Yeah. But um, you're good on TJ for not taking the fight because like four weeks for a title fight, like you ha- you, ha- you they they literally started negotiations for um for UFC two twenty six between him and DJ like this week. Like, if you go on DJ's Twitch stream, he was talking about, yeah, we just entered the negoti- negotiations started, just started. So we're getting ready to get everything set up for the co-headliner of 222, uh, 226. Like, that's a big payday, or at least bigger than whatever, like, his payday would have been against um, uh, Garbrandt at 222. Right. Like, and he, he, like, to be honest, he doesn't owe the UFC anything. Like... I feel like if this was 2014, that fight might have happened. Like, UFC still had goodwill with, like, the fighters for whatever reason. Like, But now, like, no- nothing's guaranteed. Why do you, Why would you stick your neck out for the UFC? Like, would there be a, like, would they give TJ the immediate rematch? Right. Would, he, would, he, would he have to go sit through another season of tough? Would he have to get, like... We had to go on another run because he didn't get his rematch when he fought Dominic Cruz, right? And that was a way closer fight than uh Garbrandt. The Garbrandt fight, right, right, yeah. So look out for yourself. That's yeah, the whole like, of the story. Yep. <laughs> look out for yourself. The UFC is not your friend. Mm. And to be honest, I, at this, I mean, the Garbrandt fight would be awesome, is but like, like, like Rivera just hasn't been in the wing forever. Yeah, like you dude, know, if, if like, you're gonna make a fight. That's the fight. Um, yeah, because you know, that's yeah, that's the other aspect of it. Like, God, how much? Uh, this is a sport. It's supposed to be a sport. Like, Rivera's on a twenty-something fight win streak, undefeated in the UFC, beat Uriah Faber in his first non-title fight loss since how long ago? Like, the WEC days. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, before you that. Count, you... Because I don't really count the Frankie one because that was a... Oh, was that before or after the, the Rivera fight? I think that was before. I think that was before. All but right, then they, right. that was a different weight class, though. So yeah, I kind of yeah. didn't, didn't even count that one. Yeah. So th- you got that going for you. Like, he, he beat Thomas Almeida, beat Yuri Alcantara, beat... Um, who's the other dude? Pedro Munoz. Like, dude, dude deserves a title fight. Like, and... Just to see them immediately go back to Cody Garbrandt because that's the dude he, that TJ has heat with, and like has a a following. I'm pretty sure Garbrandt's represented by like Endeavor or WME or whatever. So you have that going for you as well. It, it just it reeks of 
like the same mindset that has caused us to not have Robert Whitaker fight for the actual middleweight title. Yeah. You, you feel me? So Sh- shenanigans, shenanigans all around. <laughs> Hell, I'd be fine with like Mar- if they had given to like Murray, uh, Marlon Marais, or like even a Sunsal, but like Cody Garbrandt got knocked out. Right. Like cold. Like you were done. Yeah. Like there was there was no fluke. There was no like you you were done. He stood up. TJ screamed in his face, and he had no idea where he was. <laughs> Bath salts with the speakers in your face, like that type of out. But you, you, UFC going UFC, and yeah. uh, I think other than that, uh, we have Kiesa and Pettis. Right. So Kiesa uh, and Pettis are. I think they verbally agreed to fight at uh, UFC 223 in Brooklyn, as did um, uh, Brandon Moreno and Ray Borg, who got bumped from the Texas card because of an injury. I can't remember the who. Um, Also, uh, Bobby Green, back at it again. He's going to be fighting at UFC 222. He's going to be facing uh, Benil Darius. It's an interesting fight. Uh, Yeah, um... Uh, like uh, uh, like Darius is an aggressive come forward type of guy. Uh, Bobby Green's really slick. It should be a fun fight. Um, what else? Uh, had uh Wilson Hayes and uh, Moraga. I don't know what card that's gonna be on, but I think that's the UFC on Fox twenty nine card. I could be wrong. It's crazy that every like flyweight pairing is people that Mighty Mouse had beat. <laughs> That's what happens when you run the division dry for like four or five years. Um, yeah. Oh, also, for any flyweights out there who might be listening, like, hit your manager up, tell him to get you a fight, like, make these next nine months the best nine months of your career because you could be looking at a title fight and if the DJ, um, TJ fight ends up happening at Bantamweight, you might not even have to fight Johnson. Right. <laughs> like, you might get, like, Henry Cejudo or Joseph Benavides coming back off the ACL surgery. Like, Ben Wynn, if you win next week, call out Joseph Benavides <laughs> for July. Ah, <laughs> oh, so messed up they got him on the undercard. It's, it is. Uh, oh, or, um, you know who else should have called out somebody big? Uh, Davidson Figueroa, or Figueredo. Yeah, man, that dude. Uh, well, we'll we'll get to him way way later. He was like literally the first fight, but um, hey, he's a little, little ball of violence. <laughs> yeah, and but but we had to get that Marcelo Gom fight in on the main card so people know yeah. who he was. Yeah, you know, you know, we gotta, um, we gotta we gotta promote the premier heavyweights. Yeah, uh, speaking of lighter weight dudes, um. Peter Yan signs with the UFC. Peter Yan. Um, if you haven't seen Peter Yan and you're you're watch you're watching this on YouTube, pause the video, open a new tab, go look up Peter Yan versus um, Magomed Magomedov one and two because they're both tremendous fights. But the first fight was like one of the best fights of 2016, like UFC or otherwise. It was an ACB. Um, like I, I would put that top three or four. Because it was like, it was Lawler uh, Condit, Angel Lee versus uh, 
Vivi May, and like McGregor uh, Diaz too, and then this one, like it was that good. Yeah, he's he's another dude who when he comes to the UFC, he he's gonna bring some violence. Dude, all I want is Pacquiao versus Tom Dukenwa. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that should be his debut. I mean, what Dukenwa is coming off a loss, right? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Might as well just throw them two together. Let let them both just probably almost kill each other. <laughs> but um, think think this is that it? Can't think of any other. Um, UFC announced dates for uh, Utica, Atlantic City, which if they announce like three fights for that, um, Chicago and Brazil. Uh, I think Chicago is going to be two twenty five, and Brazil is going to be two twenty four. I guess that uh, Max Holloway versus Frankie or Max Holloway versus featherweight contender will be the headlining act for Chicago, because you know they, that's going to be the headliner, and like six of the champions are currently being looked at for July, I guess. But um, what were the fights that they had for Atlantic City? UFC Atlantic City. I want to say one was Magomed Bibulatov versus um. Uh, his name escapes me. Uh, Uka Sasaki, Murad Valashvili versus Augusto Mendez, and Nesli Smith versus Aspen Lad. And um, we're going to get Sierra Bahar Bahadurzada versus Luan Chagas. So, you know. I see you still sticking around. For a second, I thought we were going to lose him. Yeah. <laughs> Did he win his last fight? I think he did. I think he did. Like, just by ugly brawling. Right. <laughs> he, he got by by the skin of his teeth, but he he, he lived to see another day. Uh, he's Brandon on a two-fight win streak. Where's Brandon Thatch nowadays? What is he doing? Um, Chilling in retirement, I assume. He's a falling over a year. Brandon Thatch, I'm going to need you to resurface because I hyped you a lot, man. And we all we all did. I still want to believe, man. There's, there's something still there. You know, go go to Bellator or something. I go the welterweight, damn it, or not welterweight, middleweight. Middleweight. <laughs> yeah, you're probably killing your insides. Brand, he hasn't tweeted in like a year. That means he's in the lab working, mm-hmm. hopefully. Or, or he's, he's blowing up on the couch. Or or, or drinking. Yeah. I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt and say he's working on a secret plan. He's got something. <laughs> but um, I guess that's yeah, pretty much all uh, the news and notes. Uh, like all of his week. social media is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, Brandon. I need you to need one more person in the face. It's just one more person. Um, but yeah, I guess that's pretty much all the news, notes, and nuggets happening this weekend. So, uh, Guess we'll just get on to this card. Uh, UFC Fight Night uh, 125 went down last night, and uh, Bellum Power of Brazil. Um, yeah, I pronounced that right. I think I said that right. Bellum. Yeah, it was in Brazil. Headlined by Lyoto Machida and Eric Anders. Um, as you mentioned earlier, we lost our co-main event of John Dodson and Pedro Munoz, and then we were rewarded with a new co-main event that we'll get to that. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, I guess we'll just uh, start from the top. So, Lyoto Machida, Eric Anders. 
Um, when this fight first got initially announced, I'm, I'm going to say I was, was probably leaning towards Anders. But I, I kind of knew this was going to be a tough fight because it is, you know, as good as Anders, Anders has been so far, he's still pretty green when it comes to the sport. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, coming from football background, you know, dude's obviously athletic, obviously powerful, which we've seen. But uh, I was thinking against a dude like Machida. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's probably never seen a guy like him before. Um, I, I think they said he he bought in. I think they said he bought in Wonder Boy for his training camp or went to train with him a little bit. But you know, it's one thing to train for it, another thing for it to be in front of your face in real time. And you you could tell. I feel like through like the first two rounds, it just feels like Machida was kind of doing what Machida does. <laughs> Kinda, kinda hanging on the outside. He was felt like he was a little bit faster to the punch. I mean, Anders credit, he was trying to like walk him down and get in his face, and he did do a good job at points uh, in the fight where um, Machida would throw like a leg kick, and he kind of got better at timing his counter. Um, I think he can't remember which round he caught Machida with a pretty good left that uh, that staggered him back. But it, for me, it seemed like the first half of the fight, like Machida was kind of getting off first. Um, Anders tried to walk him down, but Machida just kind of being elusive. He's faster to the punch. He's working his kicks. And Anders would have kind of moments where he would go for takedowns, but Machida's takedown defense was pretty good throughout like this entire fight. Like Even the moments when he did get taken down, he was kind of able to plot back up. Um, I had it 2-1-2, two two, I think, going into the fifth. Because um, I think around like the third round, Anders seemed like he was finally kind of settling in. He was, you know, figuring out his distance better. He was able to clinch Machida and just kind of not really, like, I don't say rough him up, but, like, tire him out a little bit. Like, he, he felt like he had a little bit more control in the third and the fourth. But th this was a really, really, really close fight. I don't even remember who I gave the fifth round to. Um, so it, when it went to split decision, I wasn't surprised. I think it could have went, it could have went either way. I'd, I'd probably say, I, I think the determining factor... I think Machida prop. Oh, I, I don't know. Compu Strike might prove me wrong. Otherwise, <laughs> I, f I feel like Machida probably landed more, but Anders probably definitely was landing the harder hits. But I think he just spent a lot of the fight trying to close distance and like clinch, and to where his offense wasn't. I don't think he had enough offense, and that just made the fight really, 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 really close. So I'm not mad at the decision, but if somebody thinks Anders won, I wouldn't disagree. It to me, it was that close of a fight. It, it could have went either way, but you know we are they were in Brazil, hometown crowd. <laughs> close fights probably aren't going to go your way. So yeah, but good performance from Machida, and I think still solid performance from Anders. You know, albeit Machida's what like 39 or something like that. Yeah, he's about you know, to be he, 40. Yeah. He still, you know, he he goes in against a vet of the sport, a dude who even at 39 is still really tricky, still really elusive, and he hung in there. He made it a fight, you know. He he made Machida work for it, especially like in those third, fourth, and fifth rounds. So, uh, props to Anders. I'm I'm pretty sure he'll he'll be back soon. But I mean, good old Machida, you know, 39 years old, still hanging in there with the young guns. <laughs> still still got a little bit left in the tank. Um, pr pretty good main event. I I, I was. Uh, I was pretty pleased with how this fight went. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I thought I, I thought Anders won. Um, I think forty nine, forty six Machida is a terrible card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but like he, he didn't do himself any favors. Um, but I, I want to say in one of the um on one of the like pre-fight promos that they cut in between other fights, Anders was talking about he was working on like his game against the like the number one thing he worked for this camp was his game against the fence, like getting the like, tying guys up and keeping them there. Um, I don't think that was the right plan. <laughs> uh, like, take, try and take Machida down. Like, yeah, he's not what he used to be, but like the guys take him down are like Luke Rockhold, Yoel Romero, Phil Davis, uh, Chris Weidman, either ridiculously huge middleweights or like heavyweights or and or like NCAA. You know, all Americans, division champions. Uh, so, uh, not probably the smartest game plan. I, I, I get why they tried it because, um, you know, no one knows what Machida has left anymore. He, he went out there against Brunson and got knocked out in like three minutes. But he ha- he had Machida hurt. That was the thing in this fight. Like my whole thing about Machida not being able to go twenty uh, twenty five minutes with Eric Anders heading in was like, okay if. Anders lands like fifteen clean strikes. He's gonna win. He's gonna knock Machida out. And he, I don't think he got to fifteen here, like like to the like to his chin, maybe like overall. But um, uh, like when he did land, he just kind of tied up. He, he didn't really try to pour it on. He didn't really try to capitalize and get position where he could like land the follow up blow. He just kind of dove for, like, Machida's hips and tried to keep him against the fence and allowed Machida to recover, allowed him to break away, make space, and continue with the kicking. And um, that's probably, that's what went in the fight. It was him kicking in those long, like, those long breaks between action where, like, Anders would try to corner him, but he really couldn't get, you really couldn't get a grasp on, like, how to cut him off. Um... Machida did a great job there of just, like, keeping Anders at bay, um, landing in those moments where uh, Anders really wasn't doing much. Um, uh, It's good to see that he still has something left in him. Like, I wasn't wasn't sure after the Brunson fight if he had anything left in him, you know? Like, if if he was literally just, like, just going out. Like, if he was literally have to finesse everybody to even be able to get a win. Right. Because physicality's never been um, Machida's thing. And, like, once you start to slow down, once you're not able to, you know, maintain distance, that's all middleweight is. It's a bunch of dudes who are basically just hammers banging against each other. Like, there's a reason, like, the, the middle of this division does a good job of keeping prospects, even, like, really athletic ones, um, down basically. It's because everybody's tough. Everybody can take a punch, and everybody can give a punch. Um, what else? Uh, there's not like not really a whole lot to say. Like, it's probably good for Anders in the long run. Um, not good that he loses his first big main event, but he fought competitively with a guy who was the former light heavyweight champion. Um, didn't get too. He didn't get beat up. We're, we're, yeah, like he he ate some nasty leg kicks. Uh, a few. He, he had a really nasty body kick that I thought was gonna fold him for a second in like the second or third round, but he ate that pretty well. 
Yeah. Like, he, he was in the fight. It was just, like, kind of like you said, I don't think he did himself any favors with the amount of clinching he did. Like, there were times he clearly had Machida hurt, and as hard as he hits, he, he probably could have gotten Machida out of there, but he was just really content to just kind of, I don't know, I, I guess he just wanted to wear him out. I, I'm assuming that's what the game plan was, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying I'm th- I'm to think, like, this is better than he goes out against like Derek Brunson gets knocked out. All right. <laughs> like he can he can learn from this. Um. There there was something funny that he said during like one of the um the co- the promos that was the, uh, that I was talking about before. It was just really bizarre. I can't remember it. Oh um. So I I don't know where Anders trains out of. Like what is his like what's his camp's name? Spartan Fitness. Uh, let's see. It is yeah Spartan Fitness. All right, wherever that is. It's in Alabama. Oh, also I apologize. It's your boy Eric Anders. <laughs> your boy. <laughs> I was wondering why they kept saying that. I was like, please don't tell me that's actually his nickname. It, 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 his name is your boy, Eric Anders. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, his camp has, like, nobody in it. The only other dudes with, like, a professional, the only other dudes I'm seeing who's professional is, like, Omar Johnson. And it has me worried that he might be on, like, that OSP track, where, like, right. OSP's the only dude in his gym in, like, where's he training? O- Atlanta, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, I think. Yeah, he like never left his hometown gym. Oh, so funny story about that. Um, well, there was an amateur fighter who had a story about her in uh, I want to say MMA Junkie. This week, uh, she was talking about how she lost 150 pounds fighting as an amateur. Um, like she's 35, about to go pro. She's trying to make it down to 145. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But she talks about her break into MMA. And she was like, oh, uh, I was part of this fitness program, and um, it had all these, like, locations, and, like, the one I wanted to wasn't, I wanted to go to was full, so they sent me here, and it's, like, it was this old gym, and she was there with these three other, these two other women, and, like, once they saw, like, the, 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 like, so they go to this old church, and they go into the basement. And they see two people sparring in the cage, like, in a cage, but when, like, they would, like, Stop down. The whole building would shake because this <laughs> church is really old. And like the two women were like, "Fuck that!" and bounced. But the owner of the gym's wife saw her and was like, "Hi!" and just came over and grabbed her and gave her some like heavy ba- uh, some gloves and just put her in a heavy bag and like she fell in love with it or whatever. But guess who was one of the two people sparring in the cage? I don't know. It was all Vince Pro. <laughs> <laughs> so that tells you everything you need to know about how Vince Pro has been training as a UFC athlete. It was be why you why are you shaking that down <laughs> shaking down churches. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I hope, I hope that guys. But so I yeah, hope I, I hope it's not the same with Eric Anders. Like, but, but he doesn't have to leave his gym completely. But I hope he gets around. You know. Yeah, at least like get some, some other training partners. Get get yourself some new looks. Um, 
I mean, luckily, I would say luckily for him at middleweight, you can probably still hang around this division even at like plus thirty five years old. Um, and he's only, he's only thirty. Like, so. yeah, he's only thirty. So, <laughs> time is actually still on your side because of your division. And I mean, with his skill set, with that kind of power, you know, he's never too far out of a fight. But you know. A learning experience, you know. Like I said, he's thirty, but he's still like kind of new to the sport. I want to say, hold up. So he's been a pro fighter for like three years. He started in twenty fifteen, so not even three years. Yeah, and you, within that short amount of time, you've made it to a main event and managed to have a competitive <laughs> five round fight with a legend, pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like good on him. Like you said, it's it's a loss, but it's not like you got, you know, thrashed or you know, flatlined or anything crazy, you know, just, just a, a, a loss that you probably need to take, go back with the tape, see what went wrong. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be back knocking somebody else out the next time we see him. Yeah. But yeah, ho- hopefully your training is, um, not in church basements. Uh, From the footage they were showing, like he, he, he still works with like the strength and conditioning coach at Alabama. And like he, he's his gym is like I don't want to say top of the line, but like it, it looks like a modern gym. I don't say if you're, I mean, if you're doing strength and conditioning at Alabama, it's probably you know, as much as I hate Alabama, it's, it's like the best football program in the country. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure he at least like has access to to good trainers, people who will keep him in shape, all that good stuff. But um. Shout out to Yoda, man. Good, good performance at 39 years old. Uh, I heard he called out my homie Michael Bisbing. Um, Retirement fight. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a fight Bisbing could win. I, I, I see why not. I'm, 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 I'm not mad against that fight. Did he, I, I didn't see, I didn't see any of the post-fight like interviews or anything. Did he, did he say that was going to be his last fight, his next one, or? Cause I saw somebody on Twitter bring it up and was like, "Oh, they don't, they shouldn't fight because like one's retirement shouldn't overshadow the other. They should both deserve their own retirement fights." I'm like, "Did he?" That I'm not sure. I literally just saw a headline that said he caught out Bisbing, but I didn't even, I didn't even read it. But I mean, I'm not mad if both of them decide to retire at the same night. Like two dudes who have. I'm not. Yeah, he's saying he's not thinking of retirement as recently as like December and January. So, I I guess he's still he's here to stay. No, from what I'm saying, he wants to fight before. Uh, he wants to fight, I guess, before Bisbing retires. So I guess he knows Bisbing's about to be. Oh, he said the fight that should have happened a couple times and it didn't. I think we both matured together in the sport, so I think a fight between Michael Bisbing and myself would mean a lot. Uh, he might retire sometime soon. I could retire sometime soon. And people ask for that fight, so it's a fight that interests me. So I guess he he's probably thinking of retirement, but it's not happening yet. But he wants to do it before, you know, he should fight right- before Bisbing walks away. He, he, should, he should just be on the old man circuit from now on, like Bisbing, Evans, number six, like everywhere on the planet, Children Who Are. <laughs> That's the rematch I want to see. I want to see Machida's last fight be against Shogun. <laughs> you really want to see Shogun knock him out again? Hey, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm all for that they, fight. They are one and one, so. Yeah. But we, we have to close that trilogy. We have to. <laughs> but props to Machida, man. Good performance, man. 
Glad, glad to see he's still got something left in the tank and still looking forward to uh, seeing Anders, even though you play for Alabama. So I still feel some kind of way about you. But, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, so I guess to this, this co-main event, um, whew, Valentina Shevchenko uh, versus, let me not pronounce uh, Priscilla Cachoeira. Um, this fight pretty much went the way you thought it would go, but somehow worse than you thought it would go. So, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I want to say the final punch count was something crazy, like 214 to 1. Yeah. And the only time I've seen a punch count that crazy was when Baskin was the Bellator welterweight champion, and he was just putting it on Andre Korshkov and, um, right. and Douglas Lima. Like this, this, and you know, what's <laughs> this sounds even wild to say? As bad as the total strike count was, I, I feel like Valentina, in a way, showed her mercy by not keeping this fight on the feet. Like I, I feel like Priscilla is lucky that this fight was going to the ground because when they were standing, Jesus Christ, Shevchenko was lighting her up. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was really bad. Like literally from the first punch. You you knew Priscilla just had no business being in there. Like she got cracked with a left that rocked her. Then she ate like just six more punches. She just punches, kicks. Every combo that Shevchenko threw pretty much landed. Like when she was on the feet, she just did what she wanted to do. Took her down, elbowed her like eighty thousand times. And this fight just made me flashback uh to the podcast we did a few weeks ago when we were talking about um coaches you know get getting your fighter out of there or maybe the rough should just stop the fight this fight should not have kept going like the, the <laughs> basically the entire second round of this fight was just like unnecessary like it, it was it was just a mauling and the the finish who, who roughed this fight it was yamasaki right yeah it was yamasaki um y- yamasaki should have stopped this fight like like, <laughs> like way earlier, man. Like they they got this girl mauled. Like why did they even? I I, I get it. Like Shevchenko, you know she's gonna be uh, or you know, she is a staple at flyweight, and you know I, I guess you got new division. You want to build up some hype around some fighters. She's definitely somebody you want people to know about. So you want to give her a match to you know showcase what she can do. But my God, man, like. This this was almost like cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. It was just complete mauling. And second round, she just took her down. She had her in the crucifix, pounded her face in for like just an un- unidentified number of strikes. And like Yamasaki just should have stopped this fight so much earlier than he did. Like she did not need to take, Priscilla didn't need to take all this punishment. Like it, it almost, it got pretty hard to watch because you just knew she had no business being in there. But, um, yeah, um, Dana White saying Yamasaki should never referee a, a UFC fight ever again. I don't think that's the first time he said it either. Is it, is it me or does Yamasaki give like Brazilians like the longest leash when they're getting their ass beat? <laughs> like, I want to say I've seen fights where he's like the Brazilian fighters like just getting the crab beat out of them and he refuses to stop the fight. And I'm 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 under the impression he's like maybe they'll come back and win. But 
nah, like, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, Shevchenko's champ in waiting. Like, she's going to beat Nico Montano. In a brutal fashion. And probably. <laughs> like, the, the, the thing, I think they set up Cachoeira here because Cachoeira's a brawler. Like, he's pure action. All the, um, Even if you've seen any of her fights from, like, the regional scene. Um, like, there's a reason her nickname is Zombie Girl. Uh, so, like, Shevchenko coming off uh, the fight with uh, Nunez, where basically Nunez, like, just did slightly more. Uh, and like Shevchenko did like slightly less. Like they wanted to get somebody who would force the action with her. It, it, to her credit, she did. Also, I think Shevchenko realized like two seconds of the fight, like yeah, this girl has nothing for me. I'm just going to throw combinations and take her down and beat the crap out of her from top position. Um, oh my god, I'm watching the finish now. Yeah. Like, Yamasaki's, like, looking like he wants to break it up, and then he just keeps letting her just... She she ate, like, 30 unanswered hammer fists. I mean, technically, she she ate, like, 200 unanswered strikes. Oh, yeah, because she only... <laughs> she only landed... I don't remember the one punch she landed. I think she flicked a jab out, like, in the beginning. That must have been the one punch she landed. Yeah, basically. Um, no, but, uh, like I said... I don't, you can't even give Shevchenko props because she's. We knew this was what was going to happen, except you know, it was slightly more terrifying than we realized. Um, yeah, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use this time. You know, UFC should sign her sister. because uh, now that she's at uh, now that she's at flyweight, there is like nobody at bantamweight for um for Nunes to fight. So her sister's like three and zero. Go sign her. She's also a kickboxing world champion, like a lion fight champion. Um, because I really don't got much else to say except she's going to probably. This is probably going to be similar when she fights um. Montano, and she's probably not going to get challenged until Jessica Andrade or Yoani and Jacek are forced to move up. Yeah, I'll Yoana. I mean, I, I get it. She wants that run back with Doug Rose, but. She, she should probably just go. I mean, she even said, like, the weight cut was terrible, and that's why I lost, and I'm going to go right back to it. Right. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like, listen, you took the L, but, I mean, you, you were champ for, like, forever. You, you showed people that you're, like, literally one of the best fighters that's ever walked the earth. Like, you don't feel like you got much else to prove down there. Yeah. Um, like, just... And I, I, I'll, I'll give her some leeway with that, because, like I said... Uh, I was like, like I said, like when she, after she lost, like there's a girl who's like, ah, I can't fight in the UFC at 115 because um, it, it would literally kill me. This was way back in like Cage Warriors. Uh, so like to see her actually do it for years and do it to the point where like it's affected her chin, because like she got dropped by Gadella, she got rocked by Andrade, she got um. She got dropped by freaking what's her name, Carolina Kovalkovic. Like her chin at one fifteen is probably not where it needs to be for another rose fight. So just move up, save yourself the weight cut. All right, go fight Valentina Shevchenko for the title. 
Right. You guys can have a nice trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that fight will get run back a few times. I mean, this was, it was technically be, technically a trilogy would be like seven fights because they fought four times before, or three times before. What's their record against each other? Uh, Shachenko's won all three fights. Oh. But, uh, I need to go back and watch this. I don't think they're available. I think I, they were just like highlights. Like, they were like amateur kickboxing fights. Um, no, it'd probably be way different. It's been years. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they both have gotten like way like crazy better than what they were back then. I want to say the fights happened in, like the early twenties too. So, yeah. But yeah, that that was a mauling, a very unnecessary <laughs> mauling that just continued way longer than it needed to. But you know, props to Shevchenko. She did what she needed to do. She won um, the fight. Right. And, and she got the finish, which is something she doesn't often do. Alright. So. Uh, and for Priscilla, I'm just, like, glad you're still alive. Like, Jesus. That's Christ. the type of loss where you're like, you're like, do I even want to do this anymore? Uh, I, <laughs> almost like, I want them to bring her back because I feel like that fight is not even fair. It, it, like, I mean, it wasn't fair. Yeah, that fight just wasn't fair. Like, she, she didn't deserve that. But, you know, that's, that's neither here nor there, I guess. <laughs> but Yamasaki, you got to, you know, save people. And to her corner, cornermen, you know, y'all got to get her out of there. Don't don't let your fighters get mauled like that. Um, I guess going on down the line, you know, speaking of fighters missing weight, uh, <laughs> uh, is it Michael or Michelle? Michelle Preseris. Michelle Preseris and uh, Desmond Green. <coughs> Uh, Perseris, I believe, came in at, like, 161. Um, he, okay, so not only did he miss weight by, like, five pounds, I think they were supposed to fight, like, he wasn't supposed to weigh in at more than, like, 171 pounds a day of. And he came in at 176. Jesus. So I think he got even, he either got more money taken away from him, or the fight was yeah. supposed to be, like, like... Yeah, the fight was supposed to have gotten stopped, but they worked out, uh, they said Des Green and the managers worked out a deal to where um, Perseris had to give up 40% um, of his purse. So, Des Green just took the fight anyway. Um, I mean, that's what you gotta do. Yeah. I don't you mean, gotta get paid. Yeah, and 40%, that's a, that's a pretty big chunk of somebody's uh, money. It depends how much they're getting paid. Because if is getting like $40,000 for his fight, that's like how much of his money? It's like $8,000. Yeah, that's eight thousand dollars you didn't have though. True, true, true. <laughs> eight thousand dollars you didn't have, but um, did they get a percentage of their win bonus? That I'm not sure. Yeah, see, I don't know if it's forty percent of like just their show money, or is it forty percent like overall, including the win? Yeah. But um, yeah, you you when this fight first started, like they look like they're like two weight classes apart. <laughs> like Dez is just. Really skinny, kind of lanky. Perseris just looks like a mini. <laughs> he looks like a mini, a, a mini. T- I can't even say mini Tibau. He he kind of looks like Tibau. He's just not as rich. It's like Paul but... Harris. Yeah, that that yeah, that's actually a pretty fair comparison. So, but yeah, th- this fight, man. I like Des Green. What? What? What, what do I say? I, I do like this, this fight was like a pretty good grappling match. I was actually kind of impressed at how much Dez was able to 
scramble and kind of get himself at least somewhat out of bad positions considering like how much bigger Perseus was like it <laughs> if you looked at them physically you would think Perseus would just kind of like muscle him around but uh Des Green was, was um I mean if you know him he has a background as a wrestler so I guess it isn't too surprising but like they had some really good grappling exchanges but I think kind of Des Green's problem which is kind of been his problem like even since his Bellator days like he's a really good wrestler you know striking isn't great but it's 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 okay I guess but he's just not like a high volume guy so if he gets down in a fight like it's kind of hard for him to claw his way back in because he's just he's not like a pressure fighter and his wrestling in a lot of this fight was you know a lot of it was defensive because Paceres was pushing the pace. Um, I think Paceres at one point, he, he went for a head-arm choke. He went for a north-south choke, which you don't really see that often. Um, so, yeah, like, Des, I mean, Des Green threw a few shots. Um, like I said, they had some good grappling exchanges, but this fight to me just came down to Paceres just, just working a bit more, being more offensive, and Des Green just kind of being more on the defensive the whole fight and not really... I feel like he just he never really like took control of the fight. Like he he was just fighting to stay in the fight, but not like fighting to win. And he seemed like he was he was kind of tired by the third round, which I guess makes sense. You're grappling with this dude who probably is outweighing you by like twenty five thirty pounds. So, but um, yeah. Um, I didn't realize that heading into this fight, Preserves had like two north south choke submissions in a row. Yeah, he had one on Mads Burnell and one on Josh Berkman. Also, this is like his sixth win in a row. So that's pretty neat. Um, Preserves' whole game is like he uses his power to like null, like nullify guys in the same way that screen uses his like reach and length to nullify guys. So uh, this was kind of better than I expected the fight to be, to be honest with you. Though I, I guess it makes sense. Like, Rosaris tried the power to takedowns. Um, Des Green hitting switches, trying to get out of uh, like get out of, to trying to turn the takedowns around, and getting on top. Um, but yeah, like you said, this is came down to Rosaris trying to do offense. Like he he won the second round based probably on like a, the guillotine he tried to hit. Um, like halfway through, and. Uh, no, De- like Des Green is. I think we talked about this before with Des Green. Like he fights like a dude who fight who who plans to fight like six times a year. So his his, his modus operandi is like, I'm going to, I'm going to take as little damage as possible so I can go fight again in like six weeks. Like that that's what it looks like when Des Green fights. <laughs> he also has some weird moments. I think there were like two or three times. Especially the first one where, like, Dez had went for a takedown, and he was literally just sitting there on, like, a single leg, and I, I guess he thought he got hit in the back of the head, so he just stopped. Yeah. And, like, the, the ref didn't stop the fight, and he's just literally just sitting there, and the ref has to stand him up, and he's like, dude, I control the action, not you. Yeah. And, like, he, and he just had a couple of those moments where, like, he's just sitting on the single leg. And he's just like he's just sitting there, like he's just—I don't know—it was, it was really bizarre to watch. 
and uh, yeah, I, I, I like Des Green, but the, 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 those kind of moments just kind of like bother me. I mean, he's on a two-fight skid now. Um, I mean, I don't think he gets cut because he's win over Josh Emmett, and I don't think people really get cut from the UFC anymore. Like you fight out your contract and right, <laughs> and then you just—I think he just signed a new one, right? I want to say I saw—I really? want to say I saw a thing where like Des Green surprised that he got a new UFC contract so quick. Yeah. Oh, was super surprised and stacked already to get a new UFC contract. So I guess there's value in Des Green because one, he has a bit like a right a nice big record where like a win over him looks good, and like two, he, he's always down the fight. All right. You need you need to do the fill a date. He's your guy. And you know there's value in that. No, glad glad on him. I I, I hope to see him back again. But um, you know, good good win for Paseris. Hopefully, you can make weight next time. Um, <laughs> that's that. That was a big. It's one thing to miss weight by like one or two pounds, but dude, when you when you come in and you're like six pounds overweight, that's not a good look. Not a good look, but um, yeah. So that's pretty much how that fight went down. Um, this next fight, um, we we don't have to elaborate <laughs> much on. <laughs> Timothy Johnson, Marcelo Gome. Um, Johnson takes a decision over Gome. Uh, I'll give Gome this. He throws a he throws a nice leg kick, which he should have thrown a lot more yeah. of. Because like it was clear when he landed them that Johnson did not like them at all. But this was kind of a heavyweight fight. Uh, kind, <laughs> kinda. <laughs> this was the heavyweight fight. <laughs> a lot of a uh, lot of clinching, a lot of uh, you know little short spurts of, of violence, but nothing really crazy. Um, yeah, Timothy Johnson just kind of grinded him out. To a decision, and, um, I pretty much I, it. I am baffled by the UFC giving Marcel Gome the number fifteen dude in the division, even if that number is inflated. Like, I, I get that Junior Albini was able to do it, but Junior Albini also had like twice as many fights as Gome, and I want to say he had a fight over a dude who had a win at one point on the regional scene. I, I just don't get the logic behind this fight. Like they they are uh, trying so hard to find like the next JDS that they're sabotaging the dudes that they do have. Um, isn't Mirrors Gome look kind of small for heavyweight? Which is weird because he's listed at like two forty and six three. Yeah, he's not really uh, yeah, he's not really a big dude. But and it was weird because like when I just I'd never seen or at least I don't remember his fights. But like just kind of looking at his frame, I was just thinking like, oh, he'll probably be a lot faster, you know, more athletic. He'll probably be quicker to the punch. Nah. And yeah, kind of kind of didn't work out. Yeah, like he he looks <laughs> fit, which I guess is what throws me off because I'm used to everybody having like a pot belly. But right. um, he's not very quick except with the kick. Uh, like his boxing is. Non-existent. He's not very strong in the clinch. Or well, that, that that's I guess that's not fair because Johnson. That's probably his area of expertise is being strong in the clinch. 
But uh, like like I said, like Johnson's UFC career has been he beat Shamil Abdur uh, Abdurakimov. He, fought, he he lost a decision to Jared Rochelle, but there's no shame in getting out wrestled by Jared Rochelle. He beat Marcin Zibera. He fought Alexander Volkov to a split decision. He beat Daniel Omolenchuk, and then he got knocked out by Junior Albini. Like, that's not a bad run at heavyweight. That's a pretty solid run through the middle right. of the division. Why is Marcelo Gom, who literally just fought his first opponent, with a winning record, fighting him. And it's not even like, like Christian Colombo is not like even a good fighter. Like, that's not even like a, it's not the stick to weigh but somebody, uh, like to, to measure somebody by. So this fight just looked, it was just bizarre to me. Like I said, they were, they're trying to, <laughs> they're, they're trying to get that next that next person. Apparently, they're trying to move them on yeah, up the ladder. Apparently, Gom was replaced by Luis Enrique, which I guess makes sense, but I, I still I, I still don't like it. Like Davidson Figueredo, who was three zero in the UFC, had to fight in the fight in the fight pass prelim, the only fight pass prelim, so that Timothy Johnson could beat Marcelo Gom in Brazil. With the power of the mustache, get you. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out to Timothy Johnson and you know the, the mustache game he's got going on. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced that's why he's getting ma- uh, like main card fights. Hey man, everybody's got to have a gimmick. Exactly. You know, gas stand. Gas stand out. Yeah, you have to. Albini's running around in in fight pampers, and <laughs> Timothy Johnson has a mustache. Oh man, but uh, yeah, that, that was a pretty much that fight in a nutshell. It was, it was a heavyweight fight. That's, that's, that's just kind of what it was. <laughs> um, this next fight though, Douglas Silva, Deandrage, and uh, Marlon Vera. Um, yeah, uh, Douglas uh, Deandrage is a uh, little ball of violence, little ball of hard hitting. <laughs> Hard hitting, always moving forward, just ball of violence. I, thought, I just thought it was kind of funny. I, I think I can't remember if it was after the first or the second round. I mean, like, pretty much, man. Like Douglas throws the kill. He's landing some hard shots. He's landing good body shots, kicks. He's he's doing. He's throwing everything out there. And I think it was like I was either after the first or the second. Uh, and Vera's corner, and his coach looks at Vera and he's like, "Is there something wrong with your legs?" <laughs> Because I guess the game plan was for him to, I guess, work some leg kicks or some head kicks, being that he's, like, the longer guy. And his his coach just seemed so mad at him that he just wasn't, like, he just wasn't engaging enough. And, yeah, I guess that was kind of the story of the fight. Like, Douglas was just, like, outworking him. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, Cheeto was throwing. It, it, it was a really good, it was a pretty good fight, but I, I just felt like compared to what I've seen uh, Vera doing the, in the past, like it just, I, I don't know if he just like felt overwhelmed. Like he, he had moments. Eventually he did start throwing the kicks like his corner wanted him to, but I feel like by the time that happened, it was kind of too little too late. But, um, I think it was, I think it was yeah, a man. speed thing. Like that's the, Dan Drive yeah. is fast as shit. Good God. He, like he was nothing like the dude who got 
beat the uh, like beat down by Rob Font. Um, like that uppercut he was throwing that landed he landed upstairs and he landed to the body was just money from the lead hand. Like, um, was like he he was moving well. He was walk like, he was walking, um. Vera down well. Uh, he was doing a great job of like nullifying his reach. Um, oh, I got to delete something real quick. Uh, I think he bloodied Vera's eyes. Yeah, he, he like it, it was just a complete like performance from De Silva. Something we haven't seen before. Like he got so much better with. Uh, he looked just way more comfortable punching. Like. One thing, one of the things, like with like a lot of these muscly dudes, is like they're so tense when they try to throw combinations. Uh, and uh, Jose Aldo was like this when he was champion, like the first time around. It got it got better after he lost, actually, when um, he fought Frankie Edgar for the second time. But one of the mm-hmm. things, like they always seemed like they were wound up like on a spring, like right, like everything had like so much energy and tenseness to it that like they would tire themselves out and here he was just like throwing like he did a great job going to the body he did a great job like keeping Vera off rhythm so he couldn't get anything going did a great job keeping him against the fence too um, really just like giving him no space to throw kicks or do, do anything that could like cause him to lose like, lose a round um he was still stiff, like, like uh, this wasn't him becoming like this amazingly fluid striker overnight. But like, um, the, the dude's getting better. Dude is getting way, way better, and that's good to see coming from um, at thirty-two, I should say. All right, still, still, still got room for improvement. He was showing off at the end of the fight through the. Like a spinning back elbow or something, mm-hmm. like yeah, <laughs> it it was a fun fight. Like this was definitely a, a really fun fight, dude. He he messed his up. I'm, I'm watching it now. <laughs> he he messed he messed Cheeto's eye up really bad, but yeah, th- this was a really fun fight. Um, yeah, tough loss for Cheeto, man. He he got battered up, man. He he got he he got he got battered up, but good good win for De Silva. Um. Yeah, th- this kind of makes me like excited to see him next now to see what he does. Um, has Vera won a two fight losing streak? Yes. I mean, I'll bet your last loss was to Lineker, which you know, no shame in that. Most people who fight Lineker don't even live to make it out the fight. And exactly, you know. exactly. <laughs> but so yeah, I mean, no, 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 no shame uh, on this loss. But yeah, really, really good performance from uh, De Silva. Yeah, just violence and. What more can you ask for? I'm I'm happy with anybody who brings the violence, and he he definitely delivered, and he looked pretty good doing it. So, yeah, shout shout outs to the uh, Silva. Ooh, speaking of violence, um, I think I think this fight pretty much rounds out the main card. Um, Tiago Santos and Anthony Smith. Um, I just always remember Tiago for having a tattoo of a hammer <laughs> on his chest. But um, yeah, man. Um, Tiago Santos is another one of those dudes that middleweight. Like he's a scary. I I don't know. You know, he 
probably may, you know, not ever be champ. Um, I think he, pretty much all of the fights, I think that he's got, like, the big step up he's lost. Like, he fought Gegard, and he lost, what, did he fight another? He fought Hall. I like, yeah, he fought Hall. He, he lost yeah. a few, right? He, he got lost, yeah. sub by Eric but, Spicely. <laughs> but, either way, man, I, I enjoy watching Santos fight just because, like, he, He's always entertaining. I mean, the the he, man he, has eight KOs in the UFC. Yeah, like he he throws to kill, and yeah, poor Anthony Smith. I mean, fight started off, man. Smith was really um, I'm not Smith. Uh, Santos was really um, working the kicks, man. He was really getting kicks off. Um, I think he caught him to the body a few times, and then they had kind of this wild scramble. Yeah, um, he, Smith ended up getting on top, I think. Uh, so. Santos threw the spinning back heel kick to Smith's <laughs> face, which rocked the crap out of him. He tried to follow it up with either like a knee or a head kick. I think it was a knee, and it just it was really awkward. Yeah, and then he fell, and Smith just fell on top of him and let him out. But it was slick though, because like Smith was on top for a pretty good amount of time, and then like Santos hit this really nice reversal. To get himself back on top. And then proceeded um, to throw bombs from the top. Yeah. And then uh second round. Uh the kicks were pretty much the moral of the story of this fight. Um he he was just throwing those body kicks and he the like the kick that finished, I don't even think it landed fully. Like I feel like it landed with like his toes, but like it was caught him like right in his liver. And like Smith tried to power through it for like a second or two. But eventually, he literally just fell back down. Like, you could tell it, it really, really hurt. And Santos just went in for the kill. He dropped some some ground and pound, some hammer shots. And poor Smith is just, like, <laughs> hanging on to Santos's leg, getting just battered. And, uh, yeah, that that fight eventually got stopped. And that was, that was all she wrote. And Santos just... Win or lose, man, I, I always enjoy Santos' fight because he's going out there to take you out. Like, he, he's not trying to get a decision. He's not just trying to, like, wrestle you to death. He, he's going for a kill. And actually, this is now uh, four straight finishes yep. for, um, for Santos. So I, I wonder now if they'll give him a, maybe, another, maybe another step up, see if he can, can try to make that leap again. Derek um, Brunson, let's go. Right. <laughs> like, I think he's capable of... I, I, he could get a, a top 15, or maybe even a... Let's, let's pull up these rankings. Who, who we got at, at middleweight? Uh, do, do, do. All right, so right... Okay, so he is top 15. He's right at 15. So in front of him, you have Apollo Costa, Machida, who just won. You got Jocko at 12, Tavares at 11. Um, I'm not mad at a Jocko fight or Tavares. Um, I think he's got the power to take anybody in like the like from like 10 to 15 he, i think he's got the power to knock any of these dudes yeah. out just a matter of if he can you know pull it all together but yeah i, I wouldn't be mad at a oh no jocko's jocko coming off a loss i think because the hall fight was that his last fight uh yeah yeah so i, I guess because uh, i think tavares has a, a streak going um i think he's won a, a couple i'd love to see santos knock tavares so <laughs> I feel like we, we we can get that fight going, and I mean Tavares normally comes for it. Not like, oh yeah, he's on a three fight winning streak. There we go. We got some heat. Yeah, you might as well just throw that out there. Two two guys who 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 will come for it. Um, 
I think, though, Santos is definitely more known for the power. I don't know how many stoppages Tavares has, but... Like um, one. <laughs> but either way, they'll both come forward. They'll throw some leather. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that fight if they if they want to do that. I think I think uh, Thiago's earned that, that step-up fight again, um, if they so choose to give it to him. But uh, props to Thiago. He's out here taking souls. How crazy is it that he lost to Leonardo Santos on Tough Brazil 2? Who is a, a lightweight? <laughs> hey, man. The world is... It's, it's weird, like, looking at his his record. Like, it's just weird. Like, when I physically look at him, I'm like, this dude shouldn't be losing any fights. Like, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it oh. is. Oh, yeah, he lost to Cesar, too. Oh, that was back in 2013, though. Yeah. So he, he might just be hitting the stride, so... Let's, let's 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 see how far he can take it. He's starting off two, 2018 on a good note. So, um, but yeah, that that was that fight. It was nice and violent. Um, definitely go go check that finish out. Um, oh, and that was okay. So that was the the main card pretty much. Um, so I, I can comment on most of these prelims minus one fight. Though I'm not gonna lie, uh, I watched all of this card this morning. The only fight I saw in real time was the, <laughs> the Morales uh, Davison fight. The rest of these I all had to watch early this morning. So excuse me if my memory is a bit fuzzy. Um, but uh, Sergio Marias and Tim Means. Uh, Sergio Marias won by a split decision. Uh, who did you score that fight? Uh, fucking fight. No, I think I, t- I scored it from Means. It was from Means? Yeah. Cause I, when I saw it went to split decision, I saw people were seemed like they were like uh, pretty mad. That was, no, like everybody was like, um, Morales landed nothing. He, like you pieced him up in the second, and third round. People were tweeting at Tim Means. Like <laughs> Tim Means was like, "Yeah, I thought I won the fight," and then like all the tweets underneath it are literally people agreeing with him and like cursing out the judges. Right. I'm like, uh, I mean, I have Means winning too, but like, it wasn't. Ugh, whatever. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't. Yeah, when I when I actually went to watch the fight, I was like, "You guys made it seem like Tim Means just like put on a clinic, and like somehow Marias just ended up getting a decision." But yeah, to me that the, the fight was actually pretty close to me, and I was actually impressed that Marias was able to like hold his own in the stand up, where I thought Means would kind of just <laughs> like give him the business. Um, Dude, Marias, uh, I said. I, Marais throws punches like a dude fighting four dudes in a parking lot. <laughs> you know what's crazy though? As wild as his his um, it works for as him. As wild as his striking is, it not only does it work, but like I feel like it's even it's gotten better than what I remember it being. <laughs> like, what I remember his first. I don't. <laughs> I remember. I don't remember who his first UFC fight was, but I remember watching it and like. He would just throw these wild, just looping, out-of-control punches that were never going to hit anybody. But I guess his ground game was so good that, you know, what does he care? <laughs> but... <laughs> he, he, his first fight was Cesar Freja. Well, apparently he just beats Freya. everybody who comes out of Brazil. Oh, Which, man. But, yeah, that, that, that wild striking... It, it works for him somehow. Like, he was able to hold his own with Means, stand in the pocket. He cracked Means a few good times. Really, they both landed on each other. Like, it, it was a really competitive yeah. fight. Um, 
thought it was funny the moment where <laughs> Marias was literally literally laying on the mat with his legs out and Tim Means was about to like stomp <laughs> he like stomped on his foot or tried to stomp on his foot um yeah Means wasn't having any of that ground he said I would have just wasn't. gone for like the double like Sakuraba stomp right <laughs> but um yeah th- this was a really competitive scrap I don't I don't think this was as as one-sided as uh people made it seem but I mean if, if for people who thought means one, I wouldn't say you were wrong. Like it, it was a really close fight, and I think means, I, I think I gave clearly gave means the third. I remember because I, I think Marias seemed like he's pretty shot around like the third. I could be wrong. I might I, be confused. I, well. I, I don't but, remember. I'm gonna go. I, I watched this card really passively, <laughs> which, e- which says a lot because I fell asleep during Gom jo- Johnson. But. <laughs> See, if they would have put that on a prelim instead of the main card, you might have he might have been able to. I might miss the whole thing though. He would have fell asleep at the fight past prelims. Been like checking out. <laughs> but either way, though, competitive fight uh, from both dudes. I can get why Means might have you know felt like he. I, I wouldn't say it was a robbery, but you know he probably did enough for a win but it, it was a pretty close fight they both slugged it out entertaining fight nonetheless but uh props to both gentlemen it was, it, it was a really so that's good fight Sergio Moreira who just refuses to do any BJJ whatsoever <laughs> despite being a former world champion right <laughs> he, he is content to just throw bombs but um i mean he pulled guard that one time and then that didn't work and I guess after that he was like whatever. <laughs> but, he is um, one, two, three. He, he's only got four, three losses. Five, six, seven, and two in the UFC. <laughs> the Panther out here getting it done, and like his losses are to like yeah. <laughs> Man, Panther's out here. He, he's putting in work. <laughs> he's putting in work. But um, he, 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 yeah, he man. Sub Neil Siri, uh, Neil Magny. My bad. Oh man, I forgot about that. Sergio, the the underrated, <laughs> the underrated. I want Marish versus Maya. <laughs> Give that to me. Let's do it. Two two guys with striking that doesn't make sense, but <laughs> but yeah, that that was an awesome fight. Um, this next fight, I can't comment on because this was the one fight of the card I did not watch at all. Uh, Alec, Patrick, Silva, Alves, and Demir Hadzovic. Um, uh, Patrick won by decision, but I did not watch. Uh, it, it was basically Patrick out-athleting Demir Hadzovic, taking him down, like getting his back, trying to go for Renega Choke, not being able to get it, um, doing some ground and pound, like some, some nice ground and pound here and there. Um, it was a very Alan Patrick performance. Like, th- this is what he does. He is not a good striker. He is not a good grappler. He is a very good athlete. Like, literally one of the best athletes in the lightweight division. Like, if this was the NFL draft and everybody went through a combine, like, this this dude with um, this this dude would put numbers on the board and he'd probably he'd probably make it as a first round draft pick. That he is that good as an athlete, but he is just not a technical like what. He, he, like he's a he's a competent wrestler. Like don't get me wrong. Like he he can hit a double leg. He can hit a single leg. 
he just doesn't set them up very well. It, it, so, but he's just so good that he's just able to run through them, and there's nothing you can do to stop him. Like this is a dude with wins over Stevie Ray and John McDessey. He's also been in the UFC for like four years now, and uh, he's five and one. So, like, bring on the top fifteen, I guess. I feel like they won't give it to him, but <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna keep him around, you might as well. Yeah, just don't know if I can trust the matchmaking brass anymore. I mean, the, the matchmakers are fine. It's the fact that they just don't seem to have any say in the title picture that's uh, throwing us all for sh- all the shit. We'll 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 see. Um. All these next three fights all went by pretty fast. Uh, <laughs> Poliana, Viana, Mota, and Maya. I'm not even going to pronounce that last Stevenson? name. Stevenson? Oh, they they have a, on Sure Dog, they have a, I guess is she married? Because she has like, oh, last name. Uh, Kaha Un uh, L.A. something. Yeah. She's married to Joe Dye Stevenson. Oh, okay, okay. She also has never beaten the fighter with a win. With a win. Well, um, unfortunately, that streak continued. Um, <laughs> I kind of sped through this fight because we were about to record, like, right as I was watching it. So pretty much what I got from this fight that I saw, um, Viana took her down. Lots of grappling. Uh, I think she went for an armbar? Yeah, she went from armbar from her back. Uh, I mean, she went from armbar while on uh, what's her face's back, Stevenson's back, um, was not able to get it, and somehow ended up getting a rear naked choke and getting the submission. So, yeah, but yeah, good good performance on her. Seemed like she was pretty much like in control of uh, the entire fight. So, uh, props to, for her win. Uh, next fight: Yuri Alcantara and Joe Soto. Uh, poor Joe Soto. Uh, <laughs> poor Joe Soto uh, ate a nasty body kick. Uh, got backed up. I think he can't remember if I think he ate his second kick, and then just kind of got pummeled against the fence and probably took five, six additional punches he didn't really need to take. Um, yeah, he he kind of just got yeah. That, no, that was pretty much that fight. Um, and the last fight of the card. Uh, Davidson Figueroa, oh, no, my bad, Davidson <laughs> Figueredo and Joseph Morales, um, kind of mad because, I was gonna say, oh. sorry Stokes, yeah, yeah, Stokes, Stokes, we, we were in the group chat, Stokes, Stokes was rooting for Morales, and uh, we, we had to give him the play-by-play and let him know it was not going so good, um, <laughs> for Morales, um, I'm kind of mad because this was the one fight I watched in real time, and now I don't remember much of it. I just remember Morales got beat up really bad. Like, Davidson put it on him. And um, the ending sequence, I think, was... Was it a right uppercut, left hook? Uh, something, something like that. Something along those lines. Let me, let me yeah, pull up my notes. Morales got floored, and um, that was it. That was... Uh, all she wrote, but the D- Davison was. Um... So I didn't know. I didn't realize this before last night. But while I was on Twitter, like just 
while he's zoning out before the fight. Davidson Figueroa was a dude who hit that guy with the back fist. Like, not the spinning back fist, just like he back fisted the dude and knocked him out. What fight was that? That was a fight in, uh, I'm gonna say Jungle Fight, where he where he literally oh. just back, like, basically slapped the dude and he knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, currently ranked, I didn't even know he's ranked 14th. Um, uh, how many wins did he have going for him? Bam. Yeah, I found it. Uh, I'm gonna send it to you because it's hilarious. All right. Oh, he's fourteen and zero. Yeah, three and zero in the UFC. Yep. Get the man uh, a main card fight. Because I think I'm about to say that. Yeah, at flyweight we just need new people. Like even if he loses, dude, dude's fun as shit. Like a fight between him and like Moraga would be awesome. All right. Let's see this. Uh. Let's see this pimp slap backhand in question. Alright, hold up. Let me also move you to the top of the screen so we don't have another incident <laughs> like last time. Ah, the nickname God of War is very fitting. Alright, let's uh... <laughs> this room... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this looks like... <laughs> the... Oh my God. This is incredible. <laughs> this is incredible. This punch looks like... It, it looks like one of those bad McDojo punches, but it worked. <laughs> this looks like when you walk into a gym and you don't know like how bad the gym is and the instructor is just doing these just these moves that just looks like he's trying to copy a kung fu movie but like this one worked (laughs) he like he floored this guy with literally like a horizontal (laughs) just like who's the dude who hit jeff kern with one of those oh man that was awesome. Unless, yeah, um, if, that, that's the same punch ooh. that Jeff Curran got knocked out with. Melvin Jesus Blummer. Christ. That's Bloomer. That's who it was. Yeah, if, if, if you guys are on Twitter, uh, shout outs to uh, uh, Grabaka Hitman uh, on Twitter. Uh, he's always posting like the best MMA memes. Uh, he, he has this one on his page. So if you want to go look at it, uh, go, go on his Twitter page and. Uh, and check this out. This was a nasty KO. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, that's great. That's... <laughs> I've had this one loop for like five minutes. <laughs> oh, man. But, it was um, the same. Yeah, it was the yeah. same punch. Melvin Bloomer hit Jeff Curran with the same exact punch. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Davidson needs to... Uh, we need to get get some more eyes on this gentleman. And, I mean, anybody at flyweight at this point, you know, we might as well start moving him up the ladder. Not saying you got to give him, like, a Benavidez or anything crazy, but, you know, at least get, get him a bit more attention. So Like I said, we'd love to see him fight John Moraga. Yeah, I'm I'm not against that. Even though Moraga's got hates coming up. But, yeah, even still. 
yeah, this this, this is a this, this is a good good <laughs> performance from him. Very dominant performance, and he ended it uh, in pretty Ooh. emphatic fashion. Tim Elliott, there we go. That's a good fight. Yeah, and anybody who's gonna, you know, do some crazy shit, dropping stuff. Yeah, you, you might as well just just throw him in there again. Um, that was pretty much yeah. That was the entire card. <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to judge this card because I didn't watch it in real time. Like I was I was really tired yesterday. I just oh well, for one I was tired and then my internet went out. And by the time my internet actually came back on like right after the main card started, but I was so beat from this weekend that I, I just I couldn't hang can't hang like I used to so I just kind of passed out but I mean it was a solid card you know not a ton of names but you know people still put on solid performances we got some good knockouts if you're um, from Brazil you got some good prospects and guys showing out starting to hit their stride like Diego Santos Davis Figueiredo Pauliada Viana like so you know yeah, so I mean, <sighs> for a card that lacked in star power, quote unquote, you know, it it turned out pretty decent. And Brazil, you know, because I think we talked about that a few podcasts ago, how they were like O and whatever. Yeah, they were like they, they started <laughs> off the year like O and six, O and seven, and they turned it around in this event because only two of them lost. All right, so I feel like one of those losses shouldn't count. It shouldn't have never happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I, almost, I can't even fault her for that loss. <laughs> but, I mean, she was put there to lose. Yeah, but my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was a pretty pretty solid night of fights. Nothing nothing too crazy, but, um, you know, it, it was a pretty decent card. Still wasn't happy that main card of six fights, which I'll complain about every time. But that's why I had to wake up at six in the morning. To watch all of these, but either, either, either or, pretty, pretty solid card. Um, some moments to watch, some KOs to go back and watch if you guys missed it. But um, yeah, that was uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that was uh, pretty much it. Um, yeah, not really, not a busy combat sports weekend, or at least like in terms of of the UFC, not 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 too busy. <clears throat> I feel like we didn't do it. We, we were not at two hours, so I assume not a lot happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Like, there was some boxing at ESPN, but I don't even freaking remember who fought. Um, no Bellator. Was there an LFA card this weekend? Nah. Nope. Uh, they had, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I think CES had a card on Friday. Um, I did see something uh, the other day, I guess, worth a quick mentioning. Um, I think Lion Fights had a card. But it wasn't televised. Um, uh, there's, I think they they just got a new TV deal, um, but the TV deal doesn't take effect until their next card, whenever that is. Um, so their next card, I believe, will be televised. I'm, I'm assuming on Access TV again. Um, oh, Tra- Travis Wolf headlined that CES card. <laughs> By the way, did he just fight on that intergender fight card in Russia or something? Whichever did that card happen? I know he was on the bill, but I, I, <laughs> I can't remember if that fight like actually happened. I don't remember because I remember like they tried to do. There was, uh, I'm thinking of the other one. Um, the what's her face, Sarah Garosa fighting the internet troll. Yeah, that got like canceled yeah. by the cops. 
I don't know if the intergender card ever happened in Russia, but yeah. it'd be funny yeah, if it well, did. Travis Weef got a uh, Travis. Travis got knocked out. He he got put out there real quick. Um, and, I mean, what 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 did anybody think was gonna happen? <laughs> Every time I see his name, I'm just surprised that he's he, he's still out here throwing leather. But you know, that's that's MMA. Everybody, nobody leaves until the sport forces them to leave. But and even then, they stick man, around and just go to Russia. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But um, yeah, those are pretty much <laughs> all the fights uh, that happened this weekend. Um, this world, though, it's gonna be a busy month of fights, man. Um, we we got cards pretty much going down like every week, and none um, of them are the uh, what's the word. I was going to say good, but that's not fair. <laughs> we got Romero versus uh, Rockhold on the 10th. Then we got Cerrone and Maderos on the 18th. Uh, Jeremy Stevens and Josh Emmett on the 24th. And in between then, Bellator's heavyweight tournament continues on with uh, uh, Big Country and Matt Mitrione, which is actually a, a pretty good card. Uh, that goes down on the 16th. So February is gonna be a really busy month of, of of fights going down. So um, you guys will probably be getting a lot of episodes. <laughs> this is definitely gonna be one of those months where <laughs> like two, three episodes a week or something crazy like that. But um, yeah, this is pretty much all all going down. When's the next like major paper? Oh, Romero Rockwood is a paper. Yeah. But it's not major. Yeah. I'll say outside of. Oh yeah, this is the one with Super Asker. <laughs> the second best fight on this card is opening up the FS1 prelims. So. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean uh, uh. Tyson Pedro's back. That's that's cool. Uh, Ross Pearson. I cannot find out if this card happened or not. This gender wars card. <laughs> they probably swept that all under the rug. Oh man, I am looking forward to though uh on Rocco Romero. Uh Israel Adesanya is making his debut on this card. Uh so that will be fun to watch. Um, I think we mentioned him, uh kickboxer from Nigeria. Uh, also has uh had a pretty good number of MMA fights so far, still undefeated. So, I'll be looking forward to that. But e- either way, tons of fights going down. Um this 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 month so you you guys will have tons of content coming and yeah that pretty much rounds out uh ufc fight night one what, what, oh, 125 um i guess we'll just jump into unless you got anything else uh jump into pardon shots and, and shout outs yeah i'm good um i've got i thought i had two shout outs um Unless I think of it before we close. Uh, first, uh, shout out, unless I remember, well, only shout out unless I remember my other one, but, um, I watched this also this morning on Twitter, uh, Pancreas 293 happened, I think it was really late last, it was either really late last night or really early this morning, I'm not sure. But, it started, um, I think it starts at like 2 a.m. Yeah, so, by then I was already knocked out in a coma somewhere, but, uh, that went down. Um, I didn't catch the entire card, but I did watch the main event. 
between Senzo Akita and Yuya uh, Wakamatsu. Um, really entertaining, <laughs> really entertaining fight. Um, some some people are, are saying it might be a early contender for fight of the year. Um, I, I don't know if I'll go that far, but either way, awesome fight. Two dudes just slugging it out. Um, I think in the, I think it was like the fourth round, um, Akita was getting, like, he had almost got finished. Oh, hold up, I hope I'm not mixing them up. <laughs> I might be mixing them up. In, in the third round, no, in the fourth round, third or fourth, one of them, like, almost got finished. And then, like, came back with a vengeance the next round. Um, ended up, uh, I think he caught him with, I think he caught him with, like, a right hand. E either way, it, it was a wild fight, really entertaining fight. Um, I think this was also Pancreas's, um, it was like the 25-year anniversary or, or something like that. So, and they headlined it with a, an, an awesome headline. So, uh, give that fight a, a look if you haven't. Um, if you on, if you have Fight Pass, obviously they have, um, you know, you can watch all of the Pancreas cards on there. That's how I watched it because I keep forgetting to cancel my Fight Pass. <laughs> so, they're they stealing my, my 9.99 from me. But, um... Yeah, shout out to both of those dudes, man. That was, that was just a really awesome fight. Um, nice, nice way to kick off 2018 with some violence. And uh, I guess that's pretty much the only shout out. Can't can't think of the other one I had. So shout outs to uh, Akita and Wakamatsu for putting on an awesome fight. Um, I guess I, I only got the one to uh, shout out to Samurai Gassiev, who uh who beat your near Dedicos. Um, like I said, this World Boxing Super Series Cruiserweight tournament has been amazing. Uh, the two semifinals have been, um, at, like, fight of the year, are going to be fight of the year contenders. Um, the final between Alexander Usyk and, uh, and Maragasiev will be on, um, in May. It's going to be great. Please watch. Don't don't watch YouTubers fight. Watch real fighters fight. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gassi scored like a twelfth round knockout. He knocked Dorticos through the ropes. Jeez. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was crazy. Um, so yeah, but go give that a watch if you haven't already. I guess just for the sake, and I know you don't even watch football really. I want to just throw some random predictions. You don't even have to give a score. You can just say who you think will win. <laughs> um, um, I'm trying. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to, um, Justin Timberlake will sexually harass one of his dancers on stage. <laughs> um, Tom Brady's gonna get hurt. I don't know how. I don't know why, but I'm going to predict Tom Brady gets hurt. Um. Philadelphia is going to be literally on fire in the middle of the game. <laughs> like the whole city is just going to be literally on fire. It's, it's, tomorrow we're going to wake up, it's going to be like ash. And uh, what's the Phillies stadium? Uh, I have no idea, actually. Uh, this is going to be piles and piles of dead bodies rotting inside of it. <laughs> So I guess you got the Patriots. Uh, no, 
I, I'm not predicting who's going to win the game. I'm just saying, this is Philly. This is Philly. They don't know how to handle winning or losing. So, you know. Uh, did you see the video of the guy who was running in the subway and he got hit by the pole? <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? No, but it sounds about right. Did you, did you see the video? Did you see the videos of like the Philly fans after they won the, um, I guess the conference game? Where, no. where they're all in the parking lot, just like losing their fucking minds. Oh, man, I can't remember. Was it Philly fans who got in a fight? Yes. There was another. There was. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna hold on. I, I have you on air, so I have to send you this because I think I just found the video. Um, I'm gonna send you, and while you look at this, I will give my prediction. Um, I, I don't want either team to win. If it was possible for a draw, I would root for that. Um, I hate the Patriots, and I'm a Cowboys fan, so I don't root for any teams in my division. I want. If I had to pick a team I want to win, I want Philly to win. But logic tells me Philly's defense will probably do good for like the first half, maybe into the third quarter. But eventually Tom Brady is going to do what Tom Brady does. They're going to find ways to score, keep themselves in the <laughs> game. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, Philly fans, you guys got to do better. <laughs> Philly, you're doing all right. Keep, keep going. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sunny in Philadelphia. It isn't a TV show. It's actually just a documentary. <laughs> I'm going to go with a final prediction. As much as it pains me to say this, and... I really hope I'm wrong. I I don't want to see Brady get another ring. But I'm I'm going to say it's going to be a close game because the Patriots normally always have really close Super Bowls. Um, I'm I'm going to say 24-21 Patriots. Um, like I said, for some reason in the second half when people play the Patriots, they tend to forget fundamentals and they start doing stupid things that just don't make sense. And I, I don't know if I trust Nick Foles to win a Super, Super Bowl. If you guys still had Carson Wentz, I probably would pick Philly, like, pretty emphatically. But, I mean, Nick Foles has been doing okay, but I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I trust Nick Foles to win you guys a Super Bowl. But I hope I'm wrong. I, I do hope I'm wrong. But we'll uh, see. You know, I, we'll, I changed we'll, my we'll pick. Um, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to storm the field. <laughs> <laughs> Cashing their money in the bank. And, um, you know, they're going to win this. Oh, man. I rooted for them so hard. Jeez. That's how football works, right? Yeah. yeah. Might as well at this I point. I mean, <laughs> it, it would make me watch. Like, if just like if you could just have, like, a random team storm the field and then steal the ball and score a touchdown. <laughs> it, it'd just be a stadium oh, of all 30 teams. Well, I mean, I feel like the closest thing that happened was was that college football, the Stanford was the Stanford game when the band <laughs> ran onto the field before the game was over. Um, you see, fo- football yeah. should—you know what football should be? It should be just be battle of nations, and they should all fight each other in their gear. And who 
and whichever <laughs> team has the last like player standing wins. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Oh, hold on. Quick shout outs, I guess, before we leave, I just saw this headline. Um shout outs to Ryan Shazier. Uh he was a player from the uh Steelers who had that really bad injury. Um they said he is uh uh where'd it go? Uh, he was discharged from the rehab institute. Uh, he has regained movement in his legs. So I'm glad he kicked the drugs. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't drugs. He um, he he had a really bad. Well, I'm I'm sorry, his drug problem is consuming his life. Um, <laughs> he 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 had a bad injury. One of those injuries that I wasn't sure if he would like ever play Oof. again. But uh, yeah, it was it was bad. But glad he he regained his legs. Um, that's that's good to hear. But, yeah, um, shouts to my Knicks yeah. who play in like 15 minutes for some reason. Who uh, that Hawks, I don't know. A team. One of those bird teams. Uh, what? Yeah, you guys play why, why are so many sports teams just birds? Explain that to me, Mike. There's so many birds that... <laughs> I feel like after a while you just start to run out of names and there's just so many birds to pick from. And... I guess the Hawks. Like, you get the Lions, you get the Jaguars, you get the um. Are there a, is there a cheetah team? Uh, the, the, nah, nobody called the cheetahs. Not that see, I could that would be my team, Sam. But um, I mean, they got the Bengals, so you got you got like three cat teams too. Like why why is there no one just called like like uh, uh, the St. Louis Cats? <laughs> And they're like no dog teams. Like no one's called. Oh man, I've never uh, thought of that. There's like no the Timberwolves, I guess, but like those aren't real. There are no, there are no, there are no pit bulls. There are no like <laughs> retrievers. <laughs> oh no, no, are there retrievers? I can't. Remember. College might have a retriever. I, I might be. I might have that wrong. There are no dog teams, though. or I not mean, many. I, I guess UConn is the wolves, right? Yeah, or well, Huskies. Yeah, so I, I guess that kind of But, like, professional. Like, I, I, I want a Golden Retrievers team. It'd be adorable. <laughs> well, with the... Well, like, um, they come out, it's just a picture I, of Airbud on their jersey. <laughs> if, the, if, the, if the Redskins ever decide to shed that name, the, the, the Washington uh, Retrievers... <laughs> we'll throw that name in the hat. <laughs> like they they win all the games because nobody would want to tackle a dog. Oh man, I've never thought of that. Yeah, there really are not a lot of dog names in professional. Also, sports. why are there no dragons? Uh, are there dragons? No, I, I, nothing makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> the Retrievers is great. <laughs> Literally just like a Retriever face on a jersey. Oh, is man. Vegas getting a team? Because if they are, they should be the Dragons. <laughs> no, I need this Retriever thing to happen. <laughs> that would be like the soccer mom. Like, Oh, man. Everybody would love the Retrievers. Oh, man. we got to make that happen somehow. We've got to start some kind of petition. <laughs> but <laughs> that's pretty much been a uh, episode for the week uh as always you guys can listen to uh this podcast on youtube soundcloud 
Google Play, iTunes, if you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, uh, leave a review, give us some stars, we'd appreciate it, um, and send emails to dojotalkpodcast at yahoo.com, um, if you want to get at me on Twitter, I am at Serial Sensei on Twitter, and if you want to join the Facebook uh, page, uh, just go to Facebook and just type in Dojo Talk Podcast, and you can find us there, so... That has been another episode of the Dojo Talk Podcast. As always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it. And hopefully we catch you guys soon. Peace. What the fuck is a Hoosier? (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that in there. there.